0: So we are doing Cantu 10, this is uh, part 3, The chapter it says 45 over here, 45, not 1, from the new book it is 45, alright, so this chapter is a very interesting chapter, it talks about Krishna rescues his teacher's son, Uh, this is a very interesting chapter, the reason is because after Kamsa's death. Now remember in the last time, you know, Kamsa has been killed Both the, you know, the elephant and this mustika, they have been killed And Ugrasen has taken over the kingdom Ugrasen is his grandfather So after that what happens? Naturally the children are going to go for training So they have to attend a place where they learn The Guru is there And how the training happens What exactly happens We are going to learn that today And what is the repayment Repayment means Guru Dakshana As a Guru Dakshana What are you supposed to give Something which the Guru says That I want this So he gives that So how does that work So let us start with the chapter Krishna rescues his teacher's son Chapter 45 So Dev Goswami said Understanding that his parents were becoming aware of his transcendental opulences, the Supreme Personality of Godhead thought that this should not be allowed to happen. Thus he expanded his Yogamaya which bewilders his devotees. Now, this is a very different kind of an atmosphere where the Lord's potencies are getting recognized all over the place. Remember in the last one where he kills the elephants and so on and so forth. And he has even defeated Kamsa. Naturally, from that point of view, you can understand that Krishna is not an ordinary person. He is somebody great. So the parents, both the set of parents, they start realizing that Krishna is somebody really extraordinary in this world. So this should not happen if it happens now think about it somebody declares that he is lord almighty who has come on earth you know everybody is going to flock to him because why everybody wants something out of him isn't it so this is the reason why the opulences are never shown they they always have to be hidden so krishna what does he do he hides his entire opulence in such a way that nobody will come to know who he is. And every time when he comes on this, he takes a birth or he is, appears on this planet earth, he always hides his real nature. He never shows his real nature because everybody will run after him and will ask him for something or the other. Right? Now think about it. You know, suppose you are going to the airport and you meet Narendra Modi or you meet Mr. Obama. Do you think anybody will allow him to be just walking over there? I, of course, if his security is there, then you cannot do anything. But can he walk like a common man over there? Or do you think Shah Rukh Khan or Amitabh Bachchan is walking without any support? You know, nobody, no security around them. What will happen? You will also want to go and take a selfie with him. You also want to have his autograph. You also want to <laughs> go and meet him. So it is like that. When big people, when they do this kind of a thing, it's going to cause a little bit of a trouble around. So that is the reason why Krishna covers the whole universe with his Maya. That is Adi Maya, <clears throat> Lord Krishna, the greatest of the Satatas, approached his parents with his elder brother, humbly bowing his head, and gratifying them he respectfully addressed them as my dear mother and my dear father Krishna spoke as follows why is this emphasis on my dear mother and my dear father the body of Krishna is born from a particular place from the womb of a lady and her husband they are responsible they are the parents so Krishna's idea is always to respect the place wherever he is. Respect is most important so he addresses his parents as my dear father and my dear mother. Lord Krishna said, Dear father, because of us your two sons you and mother Devaki, always remained in anxiety and could never enjoy our childhood, boyhood or youth. So he is telling his parents. No, because of us we, you are not able to do anything so let us see deprived by faith we could not live with you and enjoy the pampered happiness most children enjoy in their parents homes with one's body one can acquire all goals of life and it is one's parents who give the body birth and sustenance therefore No mortal man can repay his debt to his parents even if he serves them for a full lifetime of 100 years. Krishna is giving an example how does a person live in the material world. Remember he has taken away the idea that he is God, God Almighty who is born over there. He is now behaving like a normal human being and a normal human being who is a material-minded person is always supposed to respect his parents. So give proper respect. That is the way in which a man in the material world is supposed to live. He has to respect the society. He is supposed to respect his parents. He is supposed to give them the love that is there. Then his family that he lives with. All those things are a part and parcel of life. In the material world, this is how you exactly live. So he says with one's body one can acquire all goals of life and it is one's parents who gives this body birth and sustenance without the body can you achieve anything nobody can achieve anything without the body so the body is important so you have to give due respect remember we go to the church or the temple or some such place of worship because there is a location where god is We go to that place and we pay respects to that image over there. Let us say if the image is not there, so which side is God? Up, down, sideways, here, there, behind you, where? Where will you pay the respect? You cannot. There is no way of doing that. A simple explanation would be, can you sit in the toilet seat and pay respect? No, according to philosophy, God is everywhere. So why not sit on the toilet seat and do your prayer? It is not correct. So please understand this. Please understand this. It is very, very important that... Okay that the place is very important the place that is the temple or the church or the place of worship is extremely important likewise this body has its importance you have to give its respects wherever it is you know so the body is supposed to respect the parents i hope you understood this therefore no mortal man can repay his debt to his parents even if he serves them for a full lifetime of 100 years So even at 100 years, you cannot complete paying respect to your parents. This is a very, very true example for any material-minded person. A son who, though able to do so, fails to provide for his parents with his physical resources and wealth, is forced after his death to eat his own flesh. So, okay, so you better take care of your parents. All right? A man who, though able to do so, fails to support his elderly parents, chaste wife, young child or spiritual master or who neglects a brāhmaṇa or anyone who comes to him for shelter is considered dead, though breathing. This is a very, very important verse where you have to give respect. A man who, though able to do so, fails to support his elderly parents, It is important to support elderly parents. You cannot just throw them to the wind and go away. Chaste wife, young child or the spiritual master or who neglects a brahmana or anyone who comes to him for shelter is considered dead though breathing. So we have to give whatever we can do in this material world we have to do it for these people. Understood? Thus... We have wasted all these days unable as we were to properly honour you because our minds were always disturbed by the fear of Kamsa. The mind is always disturbed by the fear of Kamsa. Who is Kamsa? And what is this mind? The mind is a very very important tool for us to reach God by the way. But the mind is also the tool which can push you down to the depths of hell mind is a very important tool from both point of view how deep it can fall how you know the lowest depths plums you can plumb and fear is one of the very biggest factors over there what does fear do fear doesn't allow you to do a lot many things in life think about it the fear of moving around in this world of doing something for yourself or talking to some people, going and meeting them. Do you know how difficult it is to even talk to your boss, super bosses? You know, in your own world, I'm sure many a times, when the principal of your school were walking down, you know, you are you were very scared of even going and saying, good morning, teacher, or good morning, sir. It started from there, isn't it? <laughs> and then the college... And then in your material life, could you go and shake hands with the C, you know, chairman and the managing director of the company? Do you know how difficult it is? We are in awe, we are fearful, we don't know what we are doing. And then on top of it, in the material world, you are fearful of a lot of other things. So, comes up. The mind was afraid. It was not allowing them, the people, to do anything. And they were scared of this king. And people never did anything. So, they were always disturbed. The mind can get disturbed by anything in this world. Dear father and mother, please forgive us for not serving you. We are not independent and have been greatly frustrated by cruel Kamsa. So, Kamsa was responsible for disturbing everybody around over here and we were not able to do our duties Sukhdeva Goswami said thus beguiled by the words of the Lord Hari the supreme soul of the universe who by his internal illusory potency appeared to be a human his parents joyfully raised him up on their laps and embraced him Krishna has created this illusion the illusion created by Maya saying that see I am an ordinary human being. I am like a son to you. I am like this. You know. Please take care of me. Imagine this is what the Lord is doing. And the parents really don't have any clue who he is. And they take him on the lap. Because he is a young boy. And they embrace him. Pouring out a shower of tears upon the Lord. His parents who were bound up by the rope of affection. Could not speak. They were overwhelmed looking and their throats choked up with tears. Thus having confronted his mother and father, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appearing as the son of Devaki, installed his maternal grandfather Ugrasen as the king of Yadus. I just now told you in the beginning that Ugrasen becomes the king over there. The Lord told him, O mighty king, you are our subject, we are your subject, so please command us. Indeed because of the curse of Yayati, no Yadu will sit on the royal throne. This curse is a very perennial thing, the yadus could never take over the kingdom. And so somebody else from another side has to take charge of the kingdom. And that is the reason why he cannot put any yadu on the throne. Since I am present in your entourage as your personal attendant, all the demigods and other exalted personalities will come with heads bowed to offer you tribute. What then to speak of the ruler of men? So. Krishna is assuring him, Ugrasen, that everybody from my entire coterie of all the gods will bow down to you. Everybody in this universe will support you in your reign. So Ugrasen's reign is over this kingdom of Mathura, the entire Mathura. Mathura had various villages which they were vassals, so they would report to him through their different heads. Remember Gokul and various other places were there. Hmm? The Lord then brought all his close family members and other relatives back from the various places to which they had fled in fear of Kamsa. He received the Yadus, Vrishnis, Andhakas, Madhus, Dasaras, Kukuras and other clans in due (coughs) honour and he also consoled them for they were weary of living in foreign lands. Then Lord Krishna, the creator of the universe, resettled them in their homes and gratified them with valuable gifts. So Krishna then calls for his entire family. You see, when there is war, now today there is a war in a a Middle Eastern country, everybody has fled to different different countries, isn't it? Like the Syrians have gone to Germany and France and various other locations. Some of them have gone to the US. Some of them have entered other countries. Now these are refugees and they have gone over there. But once the war is over, once resettlement happens, everybody is going to flock back. Some of them will flock back, some of them will try to stay in the country where they are. So, let us see what happens over here. So he has called for everybody. <clears throat> he resettled them homes and gratified them with valuable gifts. The members of this clan, protected by the arms of Lord Krishna and Lord Shankarshana, felt that all their desires were fulfilled. Thus, they enjoyed perfect happiness while living at home with their families. Because of the presence of Krishna and Balram, they no longer suffered from the fever of material existence. Every day, these loving devotees could see Mukunda's ever cheerful lotus face, which was decorated with beautiful, merciful, smiling glances. So, when he called all these people and he told them that you should come back to stay in your houses, everybody came back. And every day they would see Krishna and Balram going around over there. And they were very happy. Because where the Lord is, at that place, there is always going to be glory. Even the most elderly inhabitants of the city appeared youthful, full of strength and vitality. For with their eyes they constantly drank the elixir of Lord Mukunda's lotus face. You know, in the material world, a man always keeps on keeping one image in his mind think about it and your entire day is going to get disturbed by that image now imagine today is Saturday but let us say this was a weekday you are going to your office whose face will be in front of you your boss's face is going to be in front of you do you think you will be happy person over there You are always thinking about what kind of a miserable person is this. You know, I have to sit in front of this idiot looking at him. And your day is going to be exactly the way you look at this person. Right? Now let us say today is Saturday and there is a shooting going on. And there is a very beautiful heroine Deepika Padukone has come in your neighborhood. And you are going to go and watch that shooting over there. And you are keeping on looking at her. You know, the whole day goes in a different way. Right? Correct? Now, most of the men in this world today, you know what they do? They hardly refuse to come home. After work, they remove, they take out some reason or the other and they will say, oh, I have to go here, I have to go there. They'll go and sit with their friends and in some bar or some such place drinking away to glory till it is late in the night then at around 8, 10, 30 or so they will come home they will go open the fridge if it is there or they will see in the kitchen what is there to eat they will eat and they will be fast asleep in a few minutes why? because they don't want to see their wife's face I know this is a very very common occurrence all across the world by the way the reason is very simple You want to be happy. So you keep on looking at a particular thing. So did you get this answer? Many a times when a man gets up, you know, when in the early stages of his life, he gets up and he says, yes, I want to look at the beautiful face of my wife and go to work. So he remembers the face throughout the day. But that is hardly, it's it's for a very short duration of time, by the way. Hmm? now just imagine this same woman has a big wart on her nose over here do you think he would want to see that person's face that day in the (laughs) morning no no way no way and that is the reason why it is I am sure you know all you people must be watching all those horrible videos that are posted of Cracking the pimples and all that. How many, how many videos are getting posted? It's so ugly, it's so dirty. Uh, incidentally, yesterday there was one operation conducted in Bangladesh in Dhaka where the man was developing, you know, on his hands and his legs, tree-like structure, and they were so long. Uh, you should see, you would not want to see that and he was living like that for many years so yesterday they conducted an operation of keeping his right hand free of all those structures it's a, it's a very difficult uh, problem in a, a human being can face so anyway coming back to this so for all purposes it is important to keep the face of the Lord in front of you so first thing that you do when you get up Is to look at the Lord's face, see Him, admire Him, keep that face in your mind throughout the day, and your day will be very, very good. So now imagine these people; they are going through this every day. They see Mukunda's face, and so naturally they are happy. So, (coughs) then O exalted Parikshit. The Supreme Lord Krishna, the son of Devaki, along with Lord Balrama, approached Nanda Maharaj. The two lords embraced him and then addressed him as follows. Krishna and Balrama said, O father, you and mother Yashoda have affectionately maintained us and cared for us so much. Indeed, parents love their children more than their own lives. They are the real father and mother who care for, as they may as they would their own sons. Children abandoned by relatives unable to maintain and protect them. You know many a times you have adoptive parents you have parents you have have to go and stay with your grandparents sometimes people stay children they go and stay with some other relative. Why? Because their own parents can never take care of them. And those relatives when they give love to this child. Naturally, it's a very great thing. So, somewhere or the other, now you will find that so many people, they adopt children, and they give them so much of love. And this is the love that they are talking about. Now, we should all return to Vraja, dear father. We shall come to see you. Our dear relatives who suffer in separation from us, as soon as we have given some happiness to your well-wishing friends thus consoling Nanda Maharaj and other men of Raja the infallible Supreme Lord respectfully honoured them with gifts and clothing, jewellery household utensils and so on Nanda Maharaj was overwhelmed with affection upon hearing Krishna's words and his eyes brimmed with tears as he embraced the two lords then he went back to Raja with the cowherd men now all these episodes are happening where Krishna has completed this transfer of power the kingdom is going on well everybody has settled down in their life people have come back Kamsa is dead the whole kingdom is under revamp isn't it? so Randa Maharaj and all his coward boys are also going back so this is what is happening at this moment my dear king then Vasudev the son of Surasena arranged for a priest and other Brahmanas to perform his two sons' second birth initiation. I am going to tell you about this second birth initiation very shortly. Vasudev honoured these Brahmanas by worshipping them and giving them fine ornaments and web-ornamented cows with their cows. All these cows wore gold necklaces and linen wreaths. Now Krishna and Balram, after they have completed all this activity that was mentioned now this is like a second birth to them by the way the second birth happens when does second birth happen second birth happens when you meet your guru he gives you a new name he gives you a new body you see he shaves off your head you have to remove your clothes He gives you a new set of clothes. What is this activity which happens? This is nothing but an activity where human beings, when they meet their guru, their past is lost somewhere, past is destroyed and a new life begins, where you cannot have your old name, where you cannot have your old characteristics. You don't have parents, you don't have relatives, you don't have friends at that point in time. Whatever it is, that line is drawn. Now in most of the initiating ceremonies, this is the very very important thing. And a very important function happens, that is called tarpana. You actually consign your old body to the flames. You give up your old nature. You see, remember you are in somebody x, y, z, now you become somebody else. So, the magnanimous Vasudeva then remembered the cows he had mentally given away to the occasion of Krishna and Balrama's birth. Kamsa had stolen those cows and Vasudeva now recovered them and gave them away in charity also. After attaining twice-born status through initiation, The Lord, sincere in their vows, took the further vow of celibacy from Gargamuni, the spiritual master of the Yadus. So, Sri Krishna and Balram are given the twice-born status. So they must have shaved off their head, given new clothes, given new names, so on and so forth. It must have happened. They have a spiritual master. The spiritual master is basically Gargamuni who is the teacher of that particular clan, the clan. So, naturally, you know, you also have your Panditji's at home. You also have your priests. They are specific to your caste or your creed or your religion. They are specific to you. So, you go to them, isn't it? So, before you go to them, all these ceremonies are performed. It's like... Baptism In Christianity there is baptism So here when you meet the Guru It is baptism So you you forget all your old life And you come with a new life And you have a new name And a new characteristic And you do not bring any of your old things over here So that is what happened So Gargamuni is there Concealing their innately perfect knowledge By their human like activities Those two omniscient lord of the universe themselves the origin of all branches of knowledge next desire to reside at the school of the spiritual master thus they approached Sandipani Muni, a native of Kashi, living in the city of Avanti. Now the next thing which they are going to do is they are going to go and stay in an ashram somewhere. The ashram activity is extremely important why is ashram so very important? Because you go and learn over there First thing that you learn is called discipline. Those who have gone to any ashram, I am sure nobody over here has done that, but if you go to an ashram and you stay over there, you cannot be getting up at 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock in the morning. You cannot be eating whatever you feel like, you cannot eat bread and whatever that you feel like. right? There is a specific kind of a food, there is a specific kind of an activity. Many a times in an ashram you don't get tea by the way. Tea is a very very great commodity which is never available in the ashram. You don't get tea, (laughs) no coffee, no intoxicants. Mm -hmm. Again, most of the food is bland. Now, from the food we will come to the education part. The teaching starts at 4.30 in the morning, 4.00-4.30 in the morning. It starts by meditation and then throughout the day, different activities are conducted wherein you learn different, different arts, different things, different kinds of books are expounded. You go through the stages of different kinds of activities there. Most important activity is called the seva. In an ashram, seva is very, very important. So you either take up certain activity in the ashram, which you are told to. Some people look after a particular portion, like say the kitchen of the ashram. Some people take care of the toilets over there. Some people take care of the beddings over there. Some people, it's a different, different activities are then taken charge of. Some people in olden times used to get water from far. Now there is no such thing required, even maybe water comes at home, at that place, but that was needed. The cleaning activity of the ashram happens early in the morning. The whole place is made pure and clean. Bath, so on and so forth. So there are certain norms that are followed. So, what does Krishna do? Krishna and Balram hide their knowledge because they cannot tell the world that they are the almighty so they come with as if they are normal human beings so they go to this ashram of sandipani sandipani thought very highly of these two self-controlled disciples whom he had obtained so fortuitously by serving him as devotedly as one would serve the supreme lord himself they showed others as an irreproachable example of how to worship the spiritual master. The seva of the Guru is extremely important. So when Krishna himself, remember he is the Lord Almighty, when he visits the ashram, when he has gone over there to this ashram of Sandipani Muni, He sets an example to the whole world how a person is supposed to take care of his master. That is called Seva Bhavana. The best of the brahmanas, the spiritual master Sandipani was satisfied with their submissive behavior and thus he taught them entire Vedas together with the six corollaries and the Upanishads. Imagine you have a very very arrogant and an angered behavior. Do you think you can ever learn anything from any spiritual master or for that matter any person on this planet earth? Never. If you really want to learn, the nature should be submissive. If you are asked, do you understand? The answer is yes or no. You cannot come up with a diatribe, you know in the year 1947 India gained independence and because of which we are a free country and in the free country we can use our mind and using our mind we understand everything from our point of view. In our country we used to do like this, in your country you do like that. You cannot come up with this kind of a logical stupid examples and explanations. The answer is very simple, yes sir. Listening is extremely important There is a difference between hearing and listening A person hears but doesn't listen Why? Do you know why a person doesn't listen? Think about it On one side On one side you have put one song Arjit sings, on the other side, okay, you have put up another song, some Britney Spears or somebody like that, and play loudly in both your ears. On one side you are hearing one and on the other side you are hearing another. Do you know which song you are hearing by the way? You can't even listen to any of the songs by What does your, what do you do then? You focus on one. Your ear may be hearing. Oh, oh, I can hear Arjit Singh. Okay, Arjit Singh, okay, very nice. What happens to the other one? You cannot hear. Listening is an art. Listening happens with the mind. You understand? Wherever your mind focuses, there you can listen, but you can hear the whole world. All the noise going around you, you can hear, isn't it? But listening, think about it. You are listening to my voice and simultaneously mummy says, "Hey, You know what happens to you? Or somebody comes at the door, dang, 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 dang. Oh, you know, this is happening or that is happening, blah, 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 all those things. You are not going to listen. The reason why listening doesn't happen is because your mind talks. You know how your mind talks? You know in prayer how your mind talks? Let me give you a very simple example how your mind talks. Have you seen any of those songs in the movie? You know, there is a movie going on, and you see the song in the movie, and there is all beautiful, colorful dances going on behind dancers are there. Huh? And the dance dancers are all dancing over, over there. Whom are you watching? You are only watching the hero or the heroine. Do you notice the other people over there? You don't notice a single person. And again in the hero or the heroine men normally will look at the woman dancer. Hmm? They don't look at the other things. So he is looking at the heroine dancing over there. You cannot pay attention to the rest of it. You got it? Now let us come to this example of I said prayer. Now you are standing in front of you know your Devagar, you know Devagar, you understand God, you know where you keep God. Now, there is a statue of Vishnu, Krishna, you know all all gods are there, Shivji, various others. And now think about it, you are starting with Ganesha. So you say Ganesha's, you know, Ganesha, 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 some verse that you will say, you know. Om Shri Ganapataye Mahana Namaha and all those kind of things. By the way, when you are looking at Ganesha and saying, you know, you already your eyes have gone to the second God over there. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And By the time you are saying Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, second time you have gone to Shivji. Om namo Shivaya, Om namo Shivaya. Sir, you are looking at Shivji and you are saying Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Who are you calling out to? You see the focus is never there. Your mind is already shifted to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. Do you understand the reason why people get less marks? Hmm. Now you understand why you get less marks? You see you are not focused on the problem that you have right in front of your nose. You are focused in the next problem and then the next and then the next and then the next. So who is this idiot in this world who tells you all these things? You are listening to your mind. And your mind is one of the worst teachers on earth if it is not trained properly. You should know this. If your mind is trained perfectly then it becomes a good teacher. And mind is called Indra. The more credit you give to the mind, the less credit you are giving to God. See, when you go to a temple or a church, what do you do? So let us say, I am going to the church, I am saying in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, please help me today, my examination is there, please, I am bothered about my examination. <laughs> you are not bothered about saying prayer at all you are bothered about your examination and you are thinking of the examination and you are standing in front of the god please please my paper should be very simple you know i can get good marks in that i have not learned much (laughs) your mind is in the examination paper hall by the way you are not even focused over there so again a man goes to temple and he will say you know Oh, I am going to do this today. I am going to do that today. He is not even interested in talking to God. He is interested in other things. It's exactly like how we go for weddings and parties. When you go for a wedding, the first thing that you would you are basically looking at. You are not looking at the bride or the bridegroom. You are thinking about khane में kya hai. know, just think about it, you are thinking, you know, I shall go at 11.30 in the morning. Okay, the murtam was 9 o'clock, but why you want to go at 11.30? They will start serving food. (laughs) Again, if you have ever been to a temple where they serve prasad, you know, (laughs) you are bothered that between 11 and 12 only they serve prasad. What I should do? I should go over there at 10.50 night. first thing is, I will take one minute darshan, after that run to the prasad room and get the prasad. And everybody goes with the big plate. The, mo- the first you are over there, no, by the way, you should know this. The first you are there in the queue, you get to eat everything. You come at the fag end of it, you know, you come at around uh, 11.59 or so, No, half of the things are over, <coughs> you will get only curd rice. Rest of all the sweets and all the bhajiyas and everything over there is finished. (laughs) So this is what man is, you know, at the end of the day, he listens to the mind more than he listens to the Lord. This is the cause of everybody's misery. Listening is an art. Focusing is important. Hearing any dog, tom, dick, harry can do. During the course of this satsang, did you hear the dogs barking? You know, at least four times they have barked. Did you hear them? If you hear them, that's a disturbance. Your mind is saying, They should take care of their dogs, you know. Why is the dog barking? So you think you are listening to what I am saying? No, you are listening to your dog barking. It is never. So now remember, your mind is like the dog bark. You listen to your mind, you are finished. You listen to your guru's words, you will gain a lot of knowledge. Listening is important. So, only with a submissive nature can you gain knowledge. If you do not have a submissive nature, submissive to the core of understanding that your mind should not talk. When your mind talks, you will never get any knowledge so listen to these words again that best of brahmanas the spiritual master Sandipani was satisfied with their submissive behavior and thus he taught them the entire Vedas together with the six corollaries and the Upanishads if you truly want to get the spiritual knowledge you need to have submissive behavior You cannot come and argue in a satsang. You cannot come and argue with your teacher saying that, Oh, this is what it is. You don't know how to teach. You really think your teacher is going to even teach you anything after that? Or even if you listen, even he might be teaching, but you think the knowledge will enter you? It will never enter you because your mind talks. So let us see to it that your mind doesn't talk. He also taught them the Dhanurveda with his most confidential secrets the standard books of law the methods of logical reasoning and philosophical debates and the six-fold science of politics the spiritual master is a master of literally everything you should know this he may look like a sadhu baba with a beard and all that don't go on his looks don't ever go on his looks by the way the spiritual master is a master of all the arts which includes Dhanurvid Dhanurvidya means what the art of war Okay. then he teaches you law he teaches you logical reasoning how logical reasoning happens you know how illogical we are in our world do you know that or you don't know that you know illogical means what few days ago I was coming down MG Road I was supposed to come straight like this it's a very short distance the person who was driving says no no, too many signals let us take a right turn and came onto airport road and take a round turn and came from the other side what does logic say? go from point A to point B Have you ever tried Google Maps? Those who have tried Google Maps will tell you Google uses logic. It will tell you this distance if you go down this path it will take 9 hours and 13 minutes. If you go down this particular road it is going to take 10 hours and 30 minutes. Does it not tell you that? It gives you the shortest distance between point A and point B shortest distance between point A and point B also taking into account the number of dig ups and problems that have happened along the way instead of the green you will find that there is a yellow and a red over there in the line that is drawn why is the yellow and the red over there it is telling you slow down in traffic correct it tells you that there is an obstacle over there this road is closed so take a bypass if Google can use logic, why human beings cannot use logic? Because they don't listen to Google. They don't listen to the Google they have in their world. That is called their guru. Google is their guru. <laughs> so, is listening to your guru is important. He teaches you l- logical reasoning. He teaches you exactly logic. He teaches you philosophical debates and the six-fold science of politics. How politics is to be played. He will teach you the exact methodology of talking to your bosses. Many people have gone and liked certain articles in the last few days. In one of the articles, it is how to talk to your boss, how to be very nice to him, isn't it? You have gone and liked it. Hmm, Many of you. That is... The most important part that is how politics works. Okay? You can't stand in front of a of a, a leader of a political party which is winning the elections and say no, you are a stupid fellow. You can't say those words. You know, recently in the JNU, one person he has been put in jail because of sedition. You are staying in a country and you are calling it names, it cannot be done. In India, you cannot use the national flag as an underwear. In America, the people wear national flag as their underwear. They are allowed in America. But in India, you cannot treat the national flag and your national leaders and anything which is very, very holy according to Indian law and misuse it. So never say any of those things. Politics teaches you that. You cannot come to India and say that yours is a stupid country. No! You are in India, you have to be behave like an Indian. <laughs> there is one person who is now visiting Singapore, two people rather, one of them is called Madonna. You know Madonna, no? The singer? Good. And there is another person who is visiting Singapore, his name is called Snake Boy. Okay, you can google, you can see his pictures. Snake Boy is a very famous personality in China. Okay, he has come to Singapore and he is telling the Singaporeans how idiot they are. Can you come to a country and abuse it? No, you are not allowed to. So, this person has been invited to Singapore I mean he has come to Singapore and he is abusing the people and the country over there and he is calling it names you cannot do that (coughs) so likewise politics is a very important thing that you need to understand and your teacher teaches you politics so we will finish this chapter today Okay. so even if you have to wait for 5 minutes please wait So the teacher teaches all these things, not only the spiritual aspect but also the material worldly aspects from the art of war to politics, including religion, all the books. So listening to your teacher is extremely important, isn't it? But if you are arrogant and you don't listen then what happens? If you listen to your mind then what happens? You won't succeed. Those best of persons, Krishna and Balrama, being themselves the original promulgators of all the varieties of knowledge, could immediately assimilate each and every subject after hearing it explained just once. Thus, with fixed concentration, they learned the 64 arts and skills in as many days and nights Therefa- thereafter working, they satisfied the spiritual master by offering him Guru Dakshana. Krishna and Balram, they are... Knowledge incarnate, so they heard everything that their teacher taught by saying once they were able to understand. You know how many times a human mind has to be told to keep quiet? Millions of times. But if you listen to your spiritual master Only once if you hear the words, they have to stick inside of you perfectly. And that knowledge has to sink in immediately. How does it happen? He has explained this in this line. He could immediately assimilate each and every subject after hearing it explained just once, once they could do it with fixed concentration thus with fixed concentration you can learn this 64 vidyas okay so only if you concentrate on the subject if you hear it correctly listen to it assimilate it implement it in a very practical manner then the knowledge becomes perfect and only once a person needs to be taught, only once. A person need not be taught hundred times. If you focus, if you have that idea of concentration, you can hear once and you will do it. But thousands of times if you are taught the same thing and nothing is entering you, your mind is talking too much you should know that once this teaching was over they satisfied their spiritual master by offering him Guru Dakshana never take any, any teaching free for that matter never ever take a teaching free you should always offer Guru Dakshana offering Guru Dakshana is a different thing than asking school ka fees kya hai achha, achha, achha. sir There are terms and conditions over there. Gurus doesn't have, gurus don't have this kind of, you know, fee structure. Yes, today in this age and day and age, there are people who join different classes and they have to pay their different, different fees, of course. That is not a guru. That's yoga classes. 25,000 rupees for one month. (gasps) My God. So, Guru Dakshana is Dakshana, it's to be offered. So be it, replied these two great charioteers of limitless might. Oh, sorry. Guru Dakshana. O King, the learned Brahmana Sandipani carefully considered the two Lords' glorious and amazing qualities and their superhuman intelligence. Thus, after consulting with his wife, he chose as his remuneration the return of his young son who had died in the ocean at Prabhasana. Now, this is very important. The offering has to be given on your own. That is, the Guru Dakshana has to be given, which you feel is the right payment. It is the Guru's job, whether to accept it or no, whether to change it or no. So Sandipani, in consultation with his wife, he is now going to tell Krishna something. That is, Sandipani's son had died near Prabhasa. Prabhasa is near Gujarat. Okay? This is very close to Dwarka. So we are going to have a different story over there. So what they say? We want our son back. Now they have seen the qualities of these two children, isn't it? They are not children, they are gods. So be it, replied, the two great charioteers of limitless might. And they at once mounted their chariot and set off to Prabhasa. When they reached the place, they walked up to the shore and sat down. In a moment, the deity of the ocean, recognizing them to be the supreme lord, approached them with offerings of tribute. So, Krishna and Balram go to this place. The moment they sit over there in meditation, the lord of that particular ocean comes and stands in front of them. He knows who they are. So they offer him gifts. The supreme lord addressed the lord of the ocean. Let the son of my guru be presented at once. The one you seized here and your mighty waves. The ocean, sometimes you know, person drowns. The ocean replied, O lord Krishna, It is not I who has abducted him, but a demonic descendant of Diti, named Panchajana, who travels in the waters in the form of a conch. Indeed, the ocean said, the demon has taken him away. Hearing this, Lord Krishna entered the ocean, found Panchajana and killed him. But the Lord did not find the boy within the demon's belly. So Panchajana is a conch, a conch-like creature. You know, in the ocean there are various kinds of creatures. So, conch, this kind of a very huge creature was there. It is one of the demons, so he kills that. Lord Janardana took the conch shell that had grown around the demon's body and went back to the chariot. Then he proceeded to Samyamni, the beloved capital of Yamraj, the lord of death. Upon arriving there with Lord Balrama, he loudly blew his conch shells, and Yamraj, who keeps his conditioned soul in check, came as soon as he heard the resounding vibration. Yamraj elaborately worshipped the two lords with great devotion and thus he addressed the Lord Krishna who lived in everybody's heart O Supreme Lord Vishnu what shall I do for you O Lord Balrama who are playing the part of ordinary humans so Yamdev knows that these two are not humans they are the Lord Almighty and what does he do? he do? he bows down to them in prayer and says what is it that I can do for you? humility is very very important A Yamraj, who is the master of death, cannot act, cannot look at the two young boys and misbehave over there. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, suffering the bondage of the past activities, my spiritual master's son was brought here to you. O great king, obey my command and bring this boy to me without delay. In this entire line, there is one line which is very, very unique. Suffering the bondage of his past activity. Every person who is born on this planet earth has to go through this karma which is called prarabdha karma. Your past life dictates that. You have come with prarabdha karma. You are supposed to suffer it. There are no choices. So Sandipani's son had died because of prarabdha. Correct? So now let us see what happens. So can he be brought over here, he tells. Yamraj said, so be it, and brought forth the Guru's son. Then these two most exalted yadus presented the boy to their spiritual master and said to him, please select another boon. The spiritual master said, my dear boys, you two have completely fulfilled the disciples' obligations to reward his spiritual master. Indeed, with disciples like you, what further desires could a Guru have? O heroes, now please return home, may your fame sanctify the world and may the Vedic hymns be ever fresh in your minds, both in this life and the next. Thus receiving their Guru's permission to leave, the two lords returned to their city in their chariot, which moves as swiftly as the wind and resounded like a cloud. Protocol suggests, forget the protocol, when you are under the care of the Guru, Only when his command comes that you can leave from there, can you leave. So it's important to understand this, that you do not decide on your own, oh, my knowledge is complete, I've got my PhD by the way, I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to teach somebody. No. Till you do not get express permission from your guru to do certain things, please don't do. It's infringement. You will lose all the knowledge that is there in this world. Whatever knowledge that is there will get covered once again. So don't do those kind of things. It's important to listen. All the citizens rejoiced upon seeing Krishna and Balram, whom they had not seen for many days. The people felt like those who have lost their wealth and then regained it. We have come to the end of this chapter. We are not having a satsang tomorrow. But we shall have it in the coming week. This chapter is very very important from duties to the master is concerned. We have to perform the said duties. You cannot go and talk to your master whichever way you feel like. To get the correct knowledge you have to listen very carefully. Do not allow your mind to talk in the middle your master is your master not your mind is not your master so do not listen to your mind Okay, and if you listen once to the knowledge with deep concentration the knowledge will get embedded in you the more divine a person is the knowledge comes like this the more the demonic nature Knowledge doesn't come to that person. It takes a very, very long time for that person to get the knowledge. Sadhana is important. What is sadhana? Sadhana is implementation of the knowledge from a different perspective. Trying to gauge the knowledge and understand it and start working on it. There are activities which you need to do. For that, concentration is improved. So, all this is very important. And finally, the Guru Dakshana is important. Whether you are Sri Krishna or Sri Ram or whoever it might be, without offering Guru Dakshana, the knowledge will never fructify. Because you cannot take anything free in this world. You should know this. Never take anything free. You offer what you can to the best of your ability. The teacher will decide, the spiritual master will decide whether he wants to take it or doesn't want to take it. He may change it into something else. And that is the thing that you need to offer. And only leave when you are granted permission to leave. So these are the important lessons that we have taken from this chapter. So I shall see you all next week. You take care. You have a very good day. Okay. Bye.